so there's like three things that I kind of want to cover right off the tippy top. Go for it. Uh, four, if you include my usage of the word tippy top, I make no apologies. Mm. It had to be done. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I stand by it. I think it's a very masculine thing to say. I don't have and any problems with it. Know. It's just not the first thing I'd use, but I don't have any. No, well, it, yeah. We all know what you would use, but this is a family show, and so tippy top <laughs> is what we are. <laughs> tippy top is what we're going with. Yeah. Uh, no, the first thing I want to talk about mm. is the fact that I am recording in a different location than usual. I am in an echoey room. Okay. Um, the woods room. The 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 woods room. The room <laughs> is made of wood. Nice. Um, it doesn't have any of the sound isolating paneling that I um, typically use. And so it will sound a little... Re- My audio is going to sound a little reverby, but that shit is what it is. And so I, you know, I'm not apologizing. I'm just acknowledging. I'm, I just, I'm not apologizing. I just want you to know that I'm not foolish enough to think this sounds good. I no. do have standards. I'm just not meeting them. <laughs> that's that's so, all right. You're, you're, yeah. yeah, that's fair. The second thing I want to say, I feel like is maybe, uh, is maybe implied. I feel like it's maybe me just whining. Um, okay. sounding like a broken record. Not so much something, not, not so much sounding like a broken record because it's something that we have said a lot, but it's something that's been said a lot. And so, you know, anyways, here it is. Screw COVID, man. Mm, Screw COVID yes. right in the face. Yeah. COVID can piss right off because today, yeah. today, <laughs> um, three hours ago, three, about three hours ago, mm. I was within 300 feet of you. Yeah. Meters, 300 meters. Sure. Well, I was within 300 meters of you. Yeah. Which, yeah. which con- like contradicts the restraining order, but con- continue with your story. Yeah. Well, what the po-po don't know. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I just, I felt so, we haven't seen each other in, oh. uh, wh- what do we want to call it? Six months? Oh, more, more. It would have been February, so March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, nine months. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen each other in nine months. It's been a while. We have a damn movie pod. We have a, a podcast <laughs> together. The entire second half of our show, mm-hmm. we have forgotten what the other person smells like. We have forgotten <laughs> the the essence that is given off just by sitting in the same room as each mm, other yes uh i i'm getting back into uploading youtube videos mm. and i uploaded a video the other day and your <laughs> comment to me <laughs> yeah. if i can share this oh yeah absolutely w- was i'm super used to hearing your voice mm-hmm. i'm just i've i'm no longer used to that voice coming out of a face right or something less creepy than that, but yeah. but it was that was that was the gist of it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just it sucks. It sucks. I was so freaking close to you today for sure. Yeah, and um, because normally, I, and I don't know miles. I can't help anyone with miles. But normally sure. we're like 200 plus kilometers apart. A few hours drive at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, pissed me off, but whatever. Yeah. Um, the third thing, third and final thing. Sure. This is a big deal episode. Be big for deal. several reasons. As okay. well, as far as as far as James Bond goes, this is a big deal episode for several reasons. Well, and, and, one. and to clarify, just in case anyone hasn't clued in from the title of the episode, this is a James Bond episode. Also, another example of broken record. Same guy, same Playboy millionaire who just does stupid crap. It's a broken record, but yeah, continue mm-hmm. the James James Bond episode. He's like he's like Batman, but he's corporate. Well, and he's way more disrespectful not to women. Oh, yeah. The occasional one-liner yeah. that lands, but some of them are just kind of like, eh. 
Batman, Batman makes poor romantic decisions. Sure. Um, Batman kisses women he shouldn't. Okay. Uh, but it is almost always consensual sure. when Batman kisses a woman. Yep. Um, there's not a lot of coercion that happens. No. Uh, the same can't be said for JB, but yeah, uh, I can't believe we've gone this entire series and I, that that was like, I'm pretty sure that's the first time <laughs> I've referred to him as JB. J bonds, J bonds. Start, start the, start that track over, man. We gotta, gotta go back to the beginning. No, um, this is a big one for a couple reasons. Number one, this is the first 007 film that we are reviewing that takes place in the 2000s or, or was mm. filmed yep. and released in the 2000s. Yes. It's a new century. 21st. 007 film. The 21st century. Yes. Secondly, it is the final Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. Yep. Which blows my mind because I feel like we just whizzed through those. It feels like, like we I just feel like started. we were done with Pierce Brosnan before we started. Well, and I think I feel that's for two reasons. One, a like we enjoyed them more, so it didn't feel like purgatory. But B, compared to like he was only in four. Sean Connery was in seven. Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Roger Moore was in seven. Like all these ones that we didn't, <laughs> all these ones that we didn't enjoy did take like a long time to get through so that once we finally got on something that we liked, it's like we blink and it's done. My hat is off to you. You, <laughs> I think you're, I do think you're a funny guy. You, you don't often make me, you don't often make me laugh out loud. I don't often <laughs> lol. Right. That was, that was tales, tales from the crypt. That's, that is good. <laughs> That is good. Uh, um, so the last Pierce Brosnan one, it's also the, what is it, the 22nd yes. 007 film? Yep, number 22. It is, end, it is ending a loose continuity, but it's mm. ending a 22 film continuity. Right. Uh, yeah. Because, spoiler alert, the Daniel Craig films are completely detached. They're their own. Yeah. Yep. They're their own entity. Mm. Um, so this, if, if this is a milestone, it feels like. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. You know. So, yeah. And and it's the last 007 switch that we're going to have of, of the existing films. Right. Obviously, um, when they recast 007 after No Time to Die, um and they release another one, you know, we'll be, we'll be right there to give you the dirty deeds. <laughs> um, but as it stands, we are moving on to the final 007 uh, actor. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so that's, that's also substantial, mm -hmm. it feels like. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. So this is a 007 series. If it's the first one you're listening to, uh, I mean... I, I have nothing to say to you. Um, <laughs> no, this is uh, this is a series where we are out to find the quintessential 007 film. I had never seen any of them. Uh, and so we're rectifying that shit. And um, we rank the films on a category, uh, out of eight categories, scale of zero to 10. No, no, no categories have ever gotten a zero and no categories have ever gotten a 10. Well, that's true. Not, not, we've... We've never said, no, this is total garbage. Mm -hmm. I won't, I will not acknowledge it at all. And uh, we've also never said there's no room for improvement. That was incredible. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we take, then we take those eight scores, we average them, uh, and that gives us a ranking for the film. And we insert it into our algorithm, uh, not algorithm, our spreadsheet, our Excel spreadsheet. And from there, we find out is this. Is this the quintessential Bond film? Um, yeah. My my reigning champion is Goldeneye. Yeah. So we are essentially, yeah. we're just here today. I'm just here today to see if Goldeneye gets dethroned. <laughs> right. I think your reigning champion is still Goldfinger. Um, yes. That's a long-standing title, mm -hmm. my friend. Yeah. I'm wow. looking, yeah, even... Okay. Pierce Brosnan didn't dethrone Goldfinger. Came close, but, you know, no. 
All right. Uh, let's dive into this. Let's then. do it. Uh, so our first category is plot. Mm-hmm. I gave this a five. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I thought this was... I thought it was okay. I thought it was an interesting concept, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you have you have two real concepts here. You have the bad guy. You have what the bad guy is trying to do, uh, and then you have how he's trying to do it, right? Mm. So you've got the whole weapon. You've got the weapon premise, uh, but then you've also got the like gene manipulation plot that's yeah. happening. Uh, listen, I have <laughs> in the past, the more kind of campy, uh, or, or cheeky or ridiculous spy movie, the, the, the higher on that scale that the film has come, I've typically ranked it higher for it. I've gone, mm. you know what? It's James Bond. Yep. I don't need this to feel realistic. No. I don't need this to feel grounded. I want something a little crazy, a little wild, something that you would need to bring in 0074. Sure. Yeah. Having said that, I wasn't 100% sure whether or not this was actually written as a 007 film <laughs> or if this was the original script for Agent Cody Banks. Uh, <laughs> And I don't know, something Frankie Muniz didn't like it and wanted them to do a rewrite or something. Uh, oh, and so then wow. they recycled this shit. Oh, it was just burn. so ridiculous. Oh, it was, man. It was too over the top. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I've, which, I mean, so maybe I'm eating my words here. Sure. Because I was, um, more than happy to. I wanted to suspend belief. Yep. Or suspend oh, yeah. disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want. I wanted to. I wanted films that made me go, eh, but whatever. It's James Bond. Mm-hmm. This pushed that envelope a little <laughs> too much. Uh, uh, yeah. So I gave it a five because you know what? It's still, it was, it was fascinating, which brings it up, but it was also total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, total. Which brings it back to, which brings it back down and the needle kind of falls right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So five. Yeah. Before I'll go into it, I, I want to say, I definitely have seen this film before and I was interested I'm to sorry. see. <laughs> I was interested to see how it aged because I hadn't seen it since I was probably a teenager. And at that point, like I thought it was like, yeah, it's a fine film, whatever. When I rewatched it and this isn't spilling the beans, like it still could score well as the quintessential bond film. But well, I, w- what I will say off the bat is it didn't really age that well towards me. It was my least enjoyable of the Pierce Brosnan films. And overall, like I think you hit the nail on the head. It was just too corny, but specifically for the plot i gave it a six out of ten it it was really teetering do i give it five a bit above five i gave it a six i gave it a six because it was simple enough to the degree that it's easy to follow um but obviously very far-fetched but ultimately like i it was clear what was going on um but yeah the, the absolute bull crap bull crap alert just the identif- identities being manipulated by gene therapy and dna transplants and all this kind of garbage i you know, I can believe some things in films for the sake of having an enjoyable experience, but this was just too far. Um, so th- those are just the big picture things. A couple small picture things, just itty bitty problems. There was like one sequence that is a big no-no as a double O agent. There was a sequence where Bond has a gun held to a villain's head. And it bothered me because it turned out he had been double crossed and someone had emptied his gun and there were no bullets in the gun. And surprise, surprise, there was a double cross and someone screwed him over. You, He's been on the job for however many years, like 20 years, 10 years, whatever you want to say. He doesn't notice the difference between a fully loaded and an unloaded gun. Like that's something that like a first year recruit would know. 
So that that just bothered me fundamentally. Um, and there was a scene near the end that bothered me a little, la- little less, but like he was chasing Halle Berry to save her and she was like about to drown in a room and he was racing to save her. And I'm like, how do you, at this point in the scene, like, how do you know where she is? How do you know she's still alive to even be saved? Like, how do you know she's not in a U-Haul trailer in the back? Like how it was just, he knew a whole lot of specific things to save someone in time. And it was like, how do you, how do you know all these things? So, um, but just big picture. Yeah. It was a little corny. I gave it a six. Could have gotten much lower. Cool. Uh, portrayal of bond. Sure. I give this an eight. I mean, uh, yeah. I, which which is what I've given, I think, which is what I've given Pierce Brosnan every time. I think that's been unwavering. Uh, I just, he, he's, he's, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting, he's getting a little older here. Sure. Um, he's been playing the character for about 10 years. He's got a little bit of silver, silver highlights happening. Yep. Um, yep. But I didn't mind it in the same way that I, I you know, that I minded Roger Moore. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like the amount of bashing we've been giving, we've got to give Stefan a shout out because I believe you've said he also does not appreciate um, Roger Moore. Oh yeah. Roger Moore's. <laughs> yeah. I, Stefan agrees. But I mean, Stefan also doesn't like Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like he would agree with us, but then he would also say, uh, but, but, eh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, no, I, you know what? I'm having a blast with Pierce had a blast. This is the last one. Sure. Um, I don't know. I just, again, I don't need my, I don't need my James Bond to be very realistic. And I don't think Pierce Brosnan's portrayal of James Bond has been particularly realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of been, I think he did a good job of grasping the fantastical aspect of James Bond. The no man is actually like this. Um, he's, he's sexier than he has any right being. He's more successful with women, with weapons, with gadgets. He's, he's just kind of got the look. Looks like he belongs maybe in a cologne commercial. Mm, um yeah you know perfect hair uh yeah and 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 uh, for some people that's a demerit um but i have i've taken that blue pill like a <laughs> like well this Keanu was originally going to be it was originally going to be a matrix reference but now i'm thinking i took that blue pill like a like a roger moore who has successfully <laughs> no. convinced a girl no, you know, yeah. uh, so, but I give it an eight. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm happy sure. with, I'm happy yeah. with the bond performance. I gave it a close, I gave it a seven again, appreciate what Pierce Brosnan has brought to the table. Um, in this specific episode, we actually have another incidence of uh, bond going rogue this time for personal revenge. Um, and he loses his double O status. Um, one thing and the last thing I'll say, and I tied it into the portrayal of bond, just because it's specific to the Pierce Brosnan film. So it's not particularly Pierce Brosnan, but it's in these films. I did enjoy in all these films, we would have pan outs and more occurrences or things going on at the MI6 or the SIS headquarters in London, like the actual building. And I appreciated it to the same degree as some people appreciate Hogwarts in Harry Potter. So not not to the same level. Obviously, Hogwarts is way higher as far as a character in those films than these SIS headquarters are in London. But I just there was something about it where they would pan to that building and then it would go in and show Moneypenny doing something. And, and I felt like I just loved that touch that seems to just be so far in the Pierce Brosnan films and not in the ones prior. So... Overall, I gave this a 7 out of 10 for Pierce. Cool. Uh, Villain. Mm. I gave this a 4. Okay. I think I think the whole gene splice, it, like, it comes back to this gene en- engineering thing. Sure. The tech was just too janky. Like, mm-hmm. or not janky. It was too... 
the way it worked, the efficiency of it was just a little too convenient. Sure. Uh, it was like, oh, it's like it just works that well and you look perfect and there's no healing time. There's no like it was almost a little too magical. Um, and then I didn't understand. So, so we've got the guy who's got, I, you're better with names. I feel like you make notes of the names and I don't, (laughs) um, there's the guy that gets like blown up or shot in the beginning. The guy, the guy that's got like the silver shit on his face. Oh, like Zhao. He has like those diamond shrapnel that's been like blown in his face kind of thing. Is that what it is? I and, don't really know. And if it is, why is it streaky? And <laughs> I don't know, man. And, and why is there never an ex? Like, sure, he looks kind of like it makes him look kind of badass. And I'm all about a Bond villain with a gimmick. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Uh, but explain the gimmick to me at least, mm-hmm. so that I don't just think. Oh yeah, the guy with the silver streaks on his face, because you know, uh, because I it didn't make any sense to me. The villains I didn't find super menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I I really I don't know. Aside from that, if I can can properly place my finger on it, mm-hmm. it just it was a it was a swing and a miss as far as the villain goes. So I gave it a four. Wow, yeah, that's fair. I gave it a lower. I gave it a 2 out of 10. Um, so the villain, Gustav Graves, you know, sure, what we look for in Bond villains, we want calculated, we want someone who has a scheme. He had those things, but that's not the taste that was left in my mouth. That's not the impression I was left with. I just found him way too corny. Way too corny. And that's kind of the impression that I was left with afterwards. And just for that, he wasn't a great villain to me. Um, he boiled down to just, in essence, he was a villain with super, super big daddy issues and wanting his dad's approval. Um, and just the corniness was really just, yeah, it was really obvious. Like there was like a parachute entrance where he was like jumping in front of the press and it just seemed really too expositional and way too corny and staged. And he made a lot of comments about diamonds. And again, this series, like throughout all the 22 movies, they keep making references to diamonds and it seems to be an ongoing theme. But yeah, a lot of just corniness, a lot of just uh, unrealistic kind of lame stunts and kind of props for him. Um, Another reason I gave it low scores, we just had some occurrences where henchmen had Jinx or Halle Berry. And instead of just killing her, like we've seen in so many films, they leave some elaborate way of like, that's going to kill her that someone can save her from, or that she can save herself from. So there was like that thing she was chained to that had lasers shooting everywhere. And instead she was just allowed to escape from it. Um, and I also made a note when I was watching this super random thought back to the 21 previous films, I really thought Jaws was going to return. I thought, I thought we were going to get him again at some point. But, like, quite obviously now in the Pierce Brosnan years, like, he's not coming back, so that's it. I And you know what, though? I still thought he could have come back into Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, you know, you know this and I don't. I, sure. I can't see him or an iteration of him. I would love for an iteration of him to pop up mm. in a Daniel Craig one. I think that'd he's, be... He's actually poker player number three. In uh, uh, in Casino Royale, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. and wait. Odd Jobs Ghost is another one. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, gadgets. Mm-hmm. This gets a nine. Wow. Only because I'm scared to give a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to leave myself some wiggle room. You got like, to. Come on. I mean, in this. I'm going to leave the best for last. Let's talk about some other things here first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the watch C4 detonator. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The quintessential, the the used in so many video games and everything else, the, the, the laser watch. Amazing. Everything you would want and expect from James Bond. 
Sure. But the cherry on top. Yep. Okay. Where? Yeah. The icing on the cake. Sure. BMW can go suck it. <laughs> because, ladies and gentlemen, yes. I give you oh. the Aston Martin Vanquish. Yes. Again, something that I've driven in many a James Bond video game levels. Yes. Uh, exactly. But not just not just like the most fully decked out Bond car we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just this thing, you know, oh, so good. The this, this surfboard briefcase, that oh, was right. cool. Uh, the, okay, and the relic room, as I'm calling mm-hmm. it. Yes, that was very cool. If you get a dictionary and you look up fan service... <laughs> you'll just see it was every and it was not just like oh that's kind of similar to no that is the jetpack that sean connery used mm, yeah that you know there's all these and it's just like it was such a fun i kind of want to i wish i wish i remembered the gadgets from the other films enough to be able to pause that scene and like look for all the hidden gems all the easter eggs Ooh, yeah that's true that are there yeah um but that was that was just such a great moment Mm -hmm. uh we have a new cue sure he doesn't well no well like yeah but he's what's his name is he john cleese no 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 he was a different letter wasn't he um but he is Q now. Oh, is he, he Q refers now? refers to him as Q. Before he was uh, uh, P or R or Yeah, something. okay, okay, so now he's Q. Sorry, okay. Now he's Q. Okay. Because Q, Q just stands for, like, the reason why it's Q is because he's the quartermaster. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you mentioned before the interaction that John Cleese has with Bond isn't the same as the interaction that uh, that our tried and true beloved Q gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, still good. Oh yeah, still still quirky. There's there's a fun kind of um, not rivalry between them, but there's kind of a love and hate, a given given tug mm-hmm. sort of thing that's like. Um, you know, stop, stop breaking all my shit, 007. <laughs> Grow up. Maybe, maybe show some shred of commitment to a woman for once in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a haircut. I, get a, I was, I was, get a I was haircut, over the moon. I, get a real job. Yeah. I don't think the gadgets are ever going to get better than what I just saw. Sure. Uh, but again, I was, I was scared. I was scared yeah. to give it a nine. Sure. Or yeah. a, a 10. I mean, I was scared to go any higher than a nine, but solid, solid nine. Sure. I gave it a seven, so that's still pretty solid. I'm going to go down my grocery list here, similar to what you said. The Rolex watch with the detonator for the C4, great. Uh, the medical robot to assess James Bond so that he can't sleep his way into a clean bill of health, Great. The virtual reality training program was so cool. That was very cool. Um, and like you said, a lot of throwback to old gadgets. The ones that stood out to me were the same ones that stood out to you. The jetpack, the the shoe with a blade in it. But the, the, the bell of the ball, a pretty dang baller Aston Martin. And I literally wrote this down. Oh, baby, did that engine purr. No more BMW. And yeah, some really cool features that completely camouflages and throwback to Timothy Dalton, James Bond. The tires have spikes in them for ice traction. So I gave it a seven. Very solid category. Cool. Uh, fights in action. Mm-hmm. This gets a seven for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. th- there's some really, some pretty badass surfing in the beginning. There's like That's some henchmen true. or something and they're doing some crazy cool surfing. It was brought down overall by the CGI in this movie is like they were a little more ambitious 
with the CGI than I think they should have been. Yeah. Like the wind, the wind sailing scene oh. and the, the oh. CGI just looks like garbage. <laughs> um, which, which just for context, 2002. So this is Lord of the Rings, two towers, two towers aged so well. Oh yeah. So oh, well. Absolutely. When I watched this, like I was, I was like, wow, this looks awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the sword fighting, mm. like the fencing that happens, that was a lot of fun. That was a uh, sort of a refreshing sequence to us. You yeah, know, yeah. Bond can fight. He's not just good with a gun. Yeah. Um, of note, um, and this didn't really, I don't know, this doesn't really affect the score. I just noticed, you know, I think I've been missing I've been missing the Walther PPK. Mm. James Bond's stubby gun. His 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 iconic kind of handgun. His his gun of choice. Sure. Um you know, Pierce Brosnan looks sexy with the with the big silencer and everything on it. That's cool, I guess. It makes sense. It makes sense that he would have a silencer yep. on it or at least um at least from film laws of physics, where a silencer <laughs> actually makes your gun silent. Mm. Uh, you know, suppressor is a better, is yeah. a better term yeah. than silencer. Um, but yeah, I gave this a seven. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's the most, you know, for the last little while, I felt like for a long time in the beginning, the action was just kind of the action. It kind of dipped and went up and sometimes were better than others. I think we've been on a consistent increase of feeling more modern, feeling more um, just exciting with the mm. action. Oh, for um, sure. So I gave, it a, I gave it a seven. Could have been better. Yep. I think the shitty visual effects pulled me out of things sure. uh, more, often, more often than I would have liked it to. But yeah. seven. Yeah, I give it a 5 out of 10. And I, I think I mirror what you say. The the CGI really blew it for me. I, my first note is there was a certain point in the movie where I literally wrote down this this ranking is at minus 1 so far. It did pull itself out to a 5 out of 10. Um, Bullcrap alert. Bond is in a hospital bed. And he is somehow able to just close his eyes and with deep, concentrated breathing, not just like lower his heart rate, He's able to put his heart into a rhythm that is warranting a crash code team to come and like resuscitate him. So I'm like, I'm bullshit flags are raising all over me here. And I'm like, bull crap. And then when the team comes, he like grabs the defibrillator pads and turns it on the medical team and like pieces out. And I was like, garbage, 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 garbage. Um, I, and, uh, you know, some of the CGI sequences were pretty janky, I have to admit. I love that word. You used it. I use it a lot now. Um, so there were some laser sequences with Jinx that were horrid. And the kite surfing on the glaciers was horrible. Like, I, I honestly thought to myself, we had action sequences from James Bond films from the 70s, from the 80s, and the 90s. Like, earlier 90s, that is. They looked that were way better. So much better. And they just stuck to what they could do well. Um, the yeah. one thing that brought it up, there were some fun action sequences. So there were some dope ad action sequences with the Aston Martin. And there was one specific scene where the Aston Martin had been flipped in an explosion and was sliding on ice on the roof and he used an ejector seat to flip the car back upright. And I like, I kind of yeah. smirked, I kind of smirked myself and I'm like, okay, I'm all right with this pretty baller move. Like I, you know, I, I'm here for that. That's cool. So I, I give it a five out of 10. It balanced it out a little bit, um, but I'll, I'll yeah, ultimately sh not great. Shit where you're thinking to yourself, well, he got lucky there. Like, you know, he was quick to think of trying that, but he had <laughs> no idea that that was going to work. But, but it doesn't matter because it's so great that yeah. you're like, yeah. you know, when the, when the traction spikes come out of the tires and he rolls up and like, holds himself on that ice ramp which is just convenient like why is that <laughs> why is the wall shaped like that right where he needs it to be 
but yeah, but conducive, whatever. conducive for a car like driving on it. Like what what wall yeah, is like but whatever. that? Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Bond girl. Hmm. Halle Berry. Sure. A notable Bond girl. Sure. Uh, I gave this a seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think she's smart. Sure. I think she's self-capable. I think she doesn't need Bond. No. Um, does in some way. I mean, he saves her. He saves her with the whole, mm-hmm. you know, this, like, you know, using one of your terms, a total baller move when he drives the car through the ice. Yes. Um, but yeah, she just, she's, she's stunning. She's fun. It's refreshing again to not have just a Caucasian girl. <laughs> Some blonde dits. Yes. No offense, Honey Rider. Um, yeah. Was, is this know. actually this? Is this like the first non-Caucasian Bond girl? Uh, no. We I had feel bad one other. Not knowing. We had one. We had one in the episode in the movie where it was just all. It was like Miami Vice, and it was all just oh, drugs. Oh, sure. <laughs> why? Right. It was like uh, call in 007. <laughs> 10 kilos of cocaine has gone missing. <laughs> Someone was arrested for sure what to do. <laughs> Colin 007, someone was arrested on a misdemeanor charge for carrying one joint. Yeah, like literally. You know. Cole, Cole, we've already tried the National Guard, but we can't get a hold of them. <laughs> they said to sort off. A direct order from Her Majesty says that we must get the most sophisticated and advanced agent in the nation to deal with this blunt, like, yeah, it was, anyways, it was stupid, but I don't even know what one that was, but whatever it is, don't watch it, it's not the quintessential Bond film, it's total friggin' bullshit. Do not. Uh, It's so bad. Um, So you gave it a good score. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I gave it a good score. I, I was happy with her. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, initially, and this is something, I don't know. I'll leave this for supporting characters. This could fall into several categories. I'm sure. going to wait, leave it, leave it for supporting characters. So yeah, overall I gave it a seven. Sure. I wasn't more on the fence. I gave it a five out of 10 and I'll tell you why. I felt like for many Please of these do. films, we, we had two, to a certain degree, we had two bond females and obviously mainly one with Halle Berry but there were two and it just seemed a little like I don't know weird and demeaning at times like at times they were just kind of cat fighting it out over James and I was like I feel like we can not like it's not 1960 these women can be like independent women of James Bond like why do we have to go here with this story but uh we've got some star power obviously Halle Berry's in it and for her alone I think she's a strong independent agent so great um and for the most part uh she was fun to watch just for me with what they did with her i i I, she was just a character i didn't have a huge investment in her um so uh maybe i wouldn't have maybe i would have given it higher if i was just more emotionally invested the other one i'm considering is shout out to really young or younger rosamund pike uh, for all those gone girl fans out there um yeah, she's not a huge fan of 007, but then really things take a turn where for some reason they decide to spice things up and she caves to his romance. I guess maybe she was just trying to play with him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I give it a 5 out of 10. The, the combo of them just made it a little too hectic and complicated at times. And if it maybe it just more solely focused on Halle Berry's strong independent character... Uh, or Rosamund Pike's strong independent character, um, I think I maybe would have liked it more. Okay. Uh, supporting characters. So this is this is where I... Yeah, this is where I put... Um, uh, oh, shit, what's her name? Miranda Frost? What's mm. Pike's character's name? Oh, yeah. It's Miran- yes. Miranda. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know... Of side note, completely irrelevant... Uh, sure. It was fun hearing Pierce Brosnan say Miranda 
because Miranda is Sally Field's character's name in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Uh, and so I just got like this weird like what? audio what? like nostalgia no. deja vu trigger. When no he's like, Miranda. way. And I'm like, Are you yes. serious? Yeah. No. Um, Miranda oh. Hiller. When um, we fit, we need to review Miss Doubtfire at the end of this James Bond series. Like we have to. Oh, we totally do. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. So at first I really liked her. Sure. Uh, and then, cause I was like, oh yeah, she's, she's this young independent girl who's like talking to M and she's like, I'm not just going to boink him cause everyone else has sex with him. I'm going to like stand true to my morals <laughs> and my, sure. you know, whatever else. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like flip of it, I'm watching it like flip of a hat. She's like seduce me 007 please take off all my clothes and lay in this bed with me and i'm like <laughs> yeah. what is happening or actually like, she gets naked yeah she gets naked in front of him yeah and i'm like what you okay hang on hang what changed? on what you're changed? being a little bit like you know if you're it, he's 007 yeah so yes just because you're getting naked in front of him doesn't mean you're consenting it doesn't give him the go-ahead but what the hell do you think he's going to you know like yeah yeah you know you're you're if you really don't want anything to happen with him you're kind of dancing with fire here like you're right i, I don't i don't know uh it yeah. seemed weird and then she sleeps with him and i'm like yeah. okay i've lost a lot of like what is happening here sure and then <laughs> And then you find out that she is a no good, not very nice, naughty person. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a villain. Yes. And then all of a sudden I really liked her again. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're just, you're screwing with him. You pulled the wall over on his eyes. James Bond's a total idiot because he didn't, you know, he, 007, JB, JB, just thought yeah. that, um, he thought that his allure was that strong. He thought that he was like, you know, hmm, you have no interest in having sex with me. Well, what if I turn my chin like this? <laughs> You've done it again, 007. What if I bat my eyelashes a little bit? What if I stand upwind so you can smell my cologne? Right, like, uh, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, take me now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, she just she's she's just screwing with him. She made Bond look like an idiot. Uh, she did. So I, I thought I thought she was great. Um, I liked M's interactions with Bond when they meet up and they're in the subway station. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, again, Q wasn't on point for me, but it was still you know they made up for it by the relic room and stuff. Made it an exciting Bond cue interaction yeah. um also apparently uh i think maybe felix Leiter did succumb to those shark injuries because <laughs> oh man yeah i mean other that logically, he's taking way more vacation time morning time <laughs> logically you know, than, yeah he had no business surviving them in the first place so it's only natural no, he was Ugh. like, uh, oh, sharks. And then he was like, oh, actually, I'm completely fine. Hey. Like, it's, you know, I got a splinter, but I'll deal with that. And then, like, a week later, apparently, he's like, never mind. And now he's dead. <laughs> so that's fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, it would have been nice to say, hey, like, I, I'm wondering if there's a guy in the writing room who, you know, uh, several films in, goes oh shit wasn't there <laughs> right wasn't there like a guy or something yeah who, you yeah. know we were kind of making a gag out of like you know <laughs> someone would be like someone would message us and be like hey i'm happy to come back and play felix lighter and it'd go ha, 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 ha. <laughs> the same actor twice dream on pal <laughs> but right no i you know uh, but yeah, I gave it a seven. I'm, I, I, it was a, a good cast. I thought yeah. good cast, yeah. um, uh, and fun, fun interactions with everyone. Sure. Uh, I went the polar opposite. I gave it a two, a two out of 10. Wow. 20% you might say. Um, I felt po bad for poor money penny 
who the only way she actually gets to have a relationship with Bond is when she's left to her own virtual reality devices. Um, Madonna was the fencing instructor. I didn't notice that when I watched this years ago and I just like was watching it this time and I'm like, that is Madonna. That is Madonna right there. Um, M was there, um, not super present as I found she was in the other films. So that was a bit of a blow to me. John Cleese's Q, sure. Great. Obviously we said we, we prefer, uh, the previous Desmond Llewellyn, I think is how you pronounce his name. We preferred him more, but it is what it is. One thing of note, and I'm, I caught this, I'm assuming you caught this. I'm assuming some fans of the show caught this. Obviously, John Cleese from his Monty Python days in the virtual reality Bond shoots M and uh, states or James Bond states to Q. It's only a flesh wound. And I was like, nice. Nice. I see what you did there. It's just a flesh wound, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, finally, uh, you hit it. Like, what the hell's with no felix lighter we've got this dude named well the actor is michael madsen I forget who cares what his mm. name is but he's the cavalier cia agent no felix no even jack wade like we had this jack wade kind of start and it's like okay i guess he's replaced felix but then he just kind of disappeared so overall i was not impressed i gave it a two i would have taken the hillbilly deputy at this point i mean just give me... <laughs> i'm not there but i'm close yeah. Ah. Uh, something. Okay. So here's uh, talking about Money Penny's virtual reality uh, sex thing or whatever that was. Sure. Uh, which is probably like, you know, she should be, she's probably getting sent to, to HR after that. That's. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> miss inappropriate conduct at work. Um, mm, inappropriate? Sure. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Words. Um, I. When that scene started, and it had not yet been revealed to us that mm. it's it's just a virtual reality thing. Sure. I thought, and really enjoyed, oh, the scene went downhill for me. I got a, a real kick and a smile at first when I thought to myself, oh, it's the last film in the continuity. Oh, yeah, true. They know that they're going to start it over. That, that Interesting. The next 007 is going to be a reboot. Mm-hmm. So how do you wrap up 22 films? You tie up the biggest loose end. Neat. You, you yeah. allow Money Penny and Bond. And maybe Bond settles down. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe he will get married again. Sure. And it's Money Penny. Money Penny is the, is the girl that he never actually felt good enough for it, which is, I get. Listen, mm. I get it. That's a bullshit. Like, there's not a reason to sleep around with everyone else. I, 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 no, I no. get it. But uh, for the sake of storytelling, it is a, you know, it's a plot point that is used often in storytelling. So uh, deal with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I thought, this is it. Like, it's actually going to happen. And what a, like... What better way is there to finish this thing off than for Money Penny to actually get the man? She mm. deserves it. Yeah. Uh, oh, she deserves a lot better, but, yeah. um, you know, give her what she wants. And then it wasn't that, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I don't know. I got really excited. I thought it was going to be more than it was, but that's fine. That's super interesting. I never considered it from that context. And now I'm like, I don't actually even know if they knew this was the last Brosnan movie going into it or not. But that's, that's a fascinating point. And that's interesting to share. Um, Yeah. And I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. Bond song. Mm Hmm. Um, before I give you a score. Sure. I'm going to read you my notes. Please. I think it's an inventive sequence. Okay. I think there's too much happening in the sequence. They That's, they yep. they tried too many things. They were mm-hmm. they're the the uh, greasy spoon diner that has sixty <laughs> specials. <laughs> that you know. 
Pick there's two. one. There's one in our hometown yeah. that is now under new management. But the last mm-hmm. couple of summers, you'll know the one. You <laughs> could go in, and it was seasonal. It was only open in the warm months. Sure. But you could go in, and alongside ice cream, you could also get 17 different varieties of poutine. Mm. You could get just about anything deep fried that you could want to get deep fried. Funnel sure. cakes, beaver tails, burgers, fries, onion rings, waffle fries, sweet potato. Mm. Like, and it was just like, and none of it was great. Mm. It was like, it's like pick, pick 10 things and do them real well. Don't give me 60 yep. mediocre <laughs> shit entrees. So anyways. Right. Uh, but really what it comes down to, you know, we're not just talking about the sequence here. The the name of the category is Bond Song. I give Bond Song a zero. Holy shoot. Wow. What a horrid, hot, steamy, mushy, half-stepped on, rotting, (laughs) decaying, Piece of Whoa. shit song. Oh, man. It was so bad. Yeah. Like, not only did it not feel like a Bond song, mm. I would never, I was like, I would rather, now this would, <laughs> this is no more a Bond song, but if, we, sure. if you take away the Bond song quality, mm. I would rather, and I okay. kid you not, sure. I would rather listen to Rebecca Black's Friday than mm. ever listen to whatever the hell that was. Yeah. At least it's it a little like, uplifting, the Rebecca Black's oh Friday. Oh my God. Like, yeah. it was just terrible. So I give no, uh, Die Another Day a zero for a Bond song. Horrid. Mm. I don't think it can get worse. I hope it can't get worse. <laughs> I don't want to have to replace my TV when I throw the coffee table through it. It was so <laughs> freaking horrendous. I gave Bond Song a zero. End of story. Nuff said. I'm not going to apologize. I don't. It doesn't require any further justification. It mm. just sucks. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a six. And what are you doing? Yeah. What? Are you serious? I did. Podcast over. Like, yeah. Oh. You know, you're, you should be a used car salesman because as, as soon as you were saying all these things, I'm like, dang, I really should not have given it a six. Man. Um, no, you don't want to buy that one. You want to buy <laughs> this one. <laughs> the only thing I wrote down, I literally have one note. So if that's an indication, maybe, maybe that says something. Literally, the only thing I wrote was, again, some star power, Madonna. (laughs) Madonna. That's it. I will Uh, say, of the Pierce Brosnan, it is my least favorite song. And I feel it still is better than some of the uh, sludge that we had in the previous 17 films before the Pierce Brosnan ones. There were some ones that were not memorable. At this, at least this one I can definitely remember. And I wouldn't put it on my Spotify, but I wouldn't turn the radio off if it came on. So. Oh my God, man. I We must have seen different versions of the film. This should have been a career ending moment for Madonna. <laughs> this is around oh. the time where she was less popular. Like, I think from here, like her career kind of went sub rosa and just was a little... I can't Little. flip and imagine why. <laughs> oh, yeah. My goodness. All right. Holy crap. I'll wrap this up with some quotes. There's some good quotes. I have quotes. one written down. Sure. I have one quote that simultaneously made me super, like, I, I just grinned and thought that was super funny. Sure. And simultaneously uh, made me kind of a little uncomfortable. Oh, and felt like it belonged in an American Pie movie and not a 007 movie. Wow. Uh, it's during the, the the fencing scene. Yep. And 007 says... Okay. Uh, I have been known to keep my tip up. Oh. Uh, and I was like... Yeah. What? <laughs> Did 007 just make a boner joke? What is happening? Like, Where have we gone? 007 is the king of weird, uncomfortable one-liners. But 
but erection jokes this is this is yeah this is a new weird for me yeah that's I true was, i thought it was really funny like it it admittedly it made me laugh when it happened mm-hmm. but that was instantly uh interrupted by kind of a shiver and mm-hmm. i was like ah, what is <laughs> you, what is you threw up it you threw up in your mouth a little bit i did uh so that was that's that's the one i'm yeah. sure you have more i've got three in total the first uh, quote unquote, kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat, gotta make up my mind, which seat can I say? Oh no, sorry, that's Rebecca Black's Friday, my bad. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, I don't remember this, and I'm like, I, like for context, I'm like picturing all the scenes when he's in a car, and I'm like, oh, yeah. what the hell could he have been talking about? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, a Friday, super, Friday. I'm amazed that... Uh, I don't know. Amazed is the right. Wow, you really know those lyrics. I have uh-huh. them actually That's... Google. Like they're on my tablet right uh, now. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I swear they're not tattooed on my bicep yet. Mm, sure. Okay. Uh, so the first of actually I have two quotes. The first was kind of corny. I, I don't know if I smirked or not. I actually I think it was just too corny to be honest with you. Not at the level of awkwardness that of the quote you just said. But in the bullcrap scene where Bond initiates CPR and then defibrillates like his healthcare workers trying to help him, he looks at one of the female healthcare workers and like winks and is like, thanks for the breath of life. And honestly, this female healthcare worker like looked like a cheerleader when the high school quarterback winks at her. Like I was like, woman, like you are weak at the knees and this guy like just assaulted one of you and then is like escaping from confinement. Like get a hold of yourself. Yeah. But, um, the actual quote is such an early two thousands comment, like all over. And the henchman is like, who sent you? Who, who sent you here? Who, who's, who's paying you to do this? And Halle Berry's like, yo mama, and I was like, wow. Really? It didn't even feel like a one-liner to me. It was definitely an early 2000s thing. <laughs> it was uh, such an yeah, early it was t- just like... I was like, wow. This movie is from 2002 through and through. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Was that three? Yeah, I no, guess well, that was three. With the Rebecca Black, yeah, it was. With the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, ask me the dreaded question, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. I got to tell you... you we're going to talk about what this means. What does yes. this mean? Uh, this film gets a six. Um, really? So Goldeneye had... Yeah, so the oh, wow. Goldeneye had a, a 7.5. Yep. Uh, the, 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 what was the... the, uh, the Tomorrow Never Dies had a 7.25. The World Is Not Enough was down to a seven, so it was a quarter percent decrease each time. This lost a whole 10%. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it lost a whole 10%. It, it, it gets a, a six or a 60%, um, above average. Cause there's a lot of fun stuff happening. There's a lot of great gadgets, the Aston Martin vanquish. There's, you know, all of these things. Um, the song really dragged it down. Just such a, yeah. a shit song. <laughs> um, bad villains really not really. No. You know, yeah. not good villains. No, no, no. Um, and, and, you know, some penis jokes, which... Which, what the hell? Which I don't know has ever raised any film's score for me. So... No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, six. So still above average, you know? Sure. Um, sure. Still still above five. Just just above a five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 60. Yeah. Or six. Six, yeah. I give it a 5 out of 10, so it's right down the middle. It's average on... So this is the 22nd Bond film, and according to my tally, it's tied. So depending on which way it flip-flops, it's either the ninth best or 10th best. So it's pretty much right in the middle, which is the score. 5 out of 10 is also right in the middle. So it is what it is. Definitely not the best. Definitely not the worst we've seen. Of some of the garbage we've seen... Unfortunately, I'd probably say I'd rather rewatch Die Another Day, maybe. Um, but definitely the least popular of the Pierce Brosnan films for me. Yeah, and I think that's uh, clearly that's something we both agree on. Mm-hmm. Where do you think this ranks on the tomato meter? 
of all mm. the 26 current James Bond films? Do you think it's in the top? I mean, there are no, there's nothing left in the, in the, in the bottom 20. Correct. You either the have bottom 10. top 10 or middle 10. I'm going to go middle 10 because I don't think this film deserves top 10. Sure. It's actually number one on all the 26. What? No, I, I just made that up. I just wanted to give you a stroke. It is in the middle 10. Oh. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. It is the middle 10. Sorry, I was just joshing you. Yep. Do you... How... How... How are you married? How 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 is someone? Uh, oh, it's a good question, care. but for another podcast, uh, for another pie, we will unpack our we personal will... relationships and how we are undeserving of them. In um, next week's episode. Next week's episode. Uh, okay, so middle twenty. What are my options? Okay, so you got seventeen, eighteen, and twenty. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go. S- I'm going to go 18. I'm going to go okay. 18. Close. It was 20. So. Oh, okay. Everything is up from here. Everything. And with what? What is the percentage? 57. Oh, okay. So not so actually, far off from. And actually right between you and me. You gave it higher than a five. I gave it below uh, you know, a five. So it was kind of right in the middle. 57%. That? The scale works. Stop doubting it. <laughs> of note. It's a good so, scale. Going into the last four eps, we've got the two spot, the five spot, and 17 and 18 open. So take that for what it's worth. The two, the five, 17 and 18. What was number mm-hmm. one? What was what what did Rotten Tomatoes say was the best? Goldfinger. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can see. Uh, I disagree, but I can sure. I can stomach the fact that that's what a lot of people would side with yeah and it, so. you know this this scale has many flaws like goldfinger yeah you and i can tip our hands and say sure sorry is... which 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 scale has many flaws the tomato meter scale oh uh, okay i thought you meant ours i was like Shut no well that mouth. too but that's, yeah no, you no. know we can tip our hats and say goldfinger one we can live with but then there's something and you know even on her majesty's secret service at least i could live with it it's in a it's number seven so i can live with that but you know thunderball being number six really really uh yeah i i they need to i i think i think fundamentally what this comes down to (laughs) uh rotten tomatoes i think it's time i think you need to implement urine tests (laughs) um before allowing people to rate movies you need mm. to ensure that they're not on PCP um, <laughs> or MDMA uh, or, um, you know, any kind of alcohol. Because clearly people don't know what the shit they're talking about. Mm-hmm. We should get, we should do like the, you know, instead of Rotten Tomatoes, you and I should get like a, a just about ripe pineapples. That'll be the name of the website. <laughs> just about ripe pineapples uh you know and and sweet and succulent will be a good score and green and prickly will be not such a hot score um <laughs> but we'll make we'll make like literally i think we could make hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. with this business adventure yeah venture not adventure Fuck. man it's late it's bedtime that's not true. I, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. wrap this thing up so you can go watch that film. Wrap it up like a Christmas present that you didn't ask for, but you got anyways. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, please like, follow, subscribe, and all our social media links, which are below: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're feeling like supporting the show, please check out our Patreon page or our merchandise page below. If you're not at that level of support yet. No worries. Thank you all for listening. And um, we appreciate any likes or comments or feedback that you can give us on uh, the episode page. And please give us a positive rating and review wherever you're listening to us. Yeah. And if you're listening (laughs) to this and you're like, ah, man, I can't wait until this Sunday's episode. Huh. 
It's, uh, it's awkward. <laughs> We're taking a week hiatus. Yeah. No but, episode this week, which means the next episode we record is Casino Royale. Yeah, I guess. Ooh. Yeah, Good that would be. Golly, the, yeah. Miss Molly. Yeah. Uh, and then the 2007 vote. So that's exciting. And then Black Mirror, man. I'm teasing. I'm We're teasing Black Mirror on all of our social media. I can't wait. I'm so excited to talk about Black Mirror. Yeah. It's going to be in-depth in depthiness. <laughs> I hope. Or it'll be shallow shit, but I'm hoping <laughs> not. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And, um, you know, remember, keep your martinis wet and your... Uh, women shaken? No. I, I, don't, I, I no. don't know.